Welcome to the Scariest Things Podcast, your gateway to the trends and tropes of the horror genre. This is episode 165, where we are talking about social media horror. This is Mike Campbell, and I'm joined by... Eric Lee. And... Liz Williams. All right, so my hot take on social media horror is all the social media horror movies, I'm going to stick by this, they're all terrible, they're all largely found footage, all the characters are despicable and unlikable, and you cheer for them to die. I have one exception to that rule. Okay. I have one exception also. Okay. I can't wait. But we're wait. all going to recommend three things. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I can't wait to hear so, the exceptions. So here, here's some of my hot takes about, yes. about um, this subgenre. Yes. Um, one, well, I think the first thing that I wanted to say is a lot of, I've had fans ask me directly, what do you see as new trends in horror movies? What are the? Is there anything that's happening that's that's different now than we haven't seen before? And it's like, well, social media horror just didn't really exist twenty years ago, in in, right. in, 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 in a in a in a major way. Um, Nine seven six evil though. I don't know. Chat lines were the social media of the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. Strange, or, strange land. Uh, is there was there any oh, like? Yeah. God, I forgot about that. Yeah. One. Or that was nineteen ninety. You know, that was candy. I think that was strange. Candy. Strange land. I think was ninety six. But there were not enough to create a subgenre. True. Right. True. True. And 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 now there is a definite, a definite trend, and it's and I think it preys upon. Well, there's there's a number of things. One, it's embracing youth trends. This is for the millennials, Gen Z, right, 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 this kind of a thing. It also is an indictment of youth trends. Oh, 100%. And, and, and trolls and bad behavior. Bullying. And, and, yeah, all that kind yep. of stuff. Um, this is also narcissistic. Oh. A lot of this. Yeah. All the characters Incredibly are. Incredibly so. You know, and here we are podcasting. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's like like yes. us. Hit yes. that like button. <laughs> the ultimate. Join narcissism. our Patreon. Uh, budget friendly. If you're yes. going to do it's True. on a Zoom or it's on my computer, you can make it with your phones. I think it's around to stay. It is. I do. I think so as well. But I well, think. It, and well, when did the internet start? I, I mean, the, the first, first time, time I had I any. Saw the internet. Well, uh, the, the Plato system. I, I did a little bit of research. <laughs> no. The Plato system started in 1960, <laughs> and it came with. Term Talk and Talkomatic, which was the first online chat room, they had a news report, they had a crowdsourced online newspaper, they had a blog and access list, and they had you could um, you could set limits on your classmates and coworkers within the original wow. pl- uh, Plato system in in the in the early 1960s. Thank you, Al Gore. I know. So and te- I was excited in the 80s when we got that Macintosh, and I could do print shop and make right, big ass right, posters. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> you mean I have to plug this thing into the wall? Right. Yeah. So we're yeah, tethered to the wall back in the day, children. Yeah. But while you, I, <laughs> you're, while, while you're totally right, Eric, because I think I think the large majority of the social media has happened post. Uh, 2010. So when, mm-hmm. when Flickr, when YouTube, when Twitter, when Facebook all really came on incredibly strong, mm-hmm. that's when social media horror started. And I think it also is tied strongly to smartphones. Oh yeah, 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 hundred yeah, percent. It's it is it is the uh, the access to quick immediate reactions to things. Right. Your Snapchats, your Instagrams. Uh, this and and the abuse of this. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. and that and th- those trends have gotten picked up on. I think 
right now, in 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 the same way Liz says that, that it's here to stay, I think it's kind of like found footage horror. Right. Right. Yeah. Where um, that it there are people it it hits a nerve with yeah. uh, with some people. I, I would agree that there's not a lot of really good material out there. I think there are some movies that I don't think we're going to be talking about. I'll mention them if we get through it without mentioning some of the some of the better ones because I think we've talked mm-hmm. some of them up a bunch already, and so we're going to well, talk about news. Yeah, I was going to say I think I think the great social media horror film, save for save for host, I think. Yeah, yeah the, I was going to say host. Yeah, the, <laughs> I think the great social media horror film has yet to be made. I think host is host is carrying the banner right now. It is, yeah. yeah so, that's I why so. I said save save for host. Yeah. It, it it really is not there yet. Unfriended comes closer. I really like the original. Unfriended. Yeah, the, the yeah, first yeah. unfriended is pretty good. It's yeah. not as good as host. Yep. But it, I think it's like a three and a half star movie. Maybe might hit four stars in my book. I think three and a half mm-hmm. is pretty generous. All right. What's your least favorite social media platform, Eric? Uh, so Twitter. Okay, and have you had a horrifying experience on Twitter? No, okay. I just well, partly I just don't know how to use Twitter well, and then it's just I get I get overwhelmed with a bunch of stuff I don't want to read. Yeah, um, I think, um, but I also I'm not so a, you, I'm not a big you, user of like I don't use Instagram. I know that for, uh, that's for you the, Instagram. For you, the uh, the horror comes from the <laughs> the lack of ta- time. <laughs> well, it's like it's like my, no, the horror for me is I. I'm, I'm too old for it. <laughs> it's like, what are you kids doing? Liz, what is yeah. your least favorite social media My platform? least favorite is Twitter. I don't okay. have a Twitter. I okay. don't tweet. Yep. Yeah. But and I love Instagram, and I take like daily TikTok breaks and just kick back for 15 minutes yeah, and watch en- TikTok. Enjoy that for another month. And enjoy it while you can. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, enjoy it while you can. And Marjorie Taylor Greene is after your TikTok. <laughs> well, and speaking, <laughs> you know, to, to- If to, they could see what I send TikToks to my friends, we're yeah. like, oh, look at this great salad recipe, and then yeah. how to say curse words in French, and then buy this skin cream. Well, Pedro for Pascal. <laughs> social media influencers that we are, we do invite anybody who- likes listening to us to contact us for our Facebook chat group. Uh, it's yeah. a, it's yeah. a fairly small group, but we like, but it's, uh, but everybody's on good behavior. We're all, mm-hmm. you know, we're all in it to, to talk fun horror movies. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's a plug. That's, that that's about the extent that. that I know about, you know, how <laughs> to use social media, Facebook. I'm old. Group? Yeah. <laughs> so. How about yeah. you, Mike? What's your least favorite? Uh, kind of all of them, really. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Talk yeah. about old. Yeah. They old fe- man they, Campbell. They, they feel like, they feel all like a, Sad that I'm the young a, a yeah. giant time suck. <laughs> <laughs> they are, but I, I have the time. I will, I will say this about uh, uh, Instagram in particular is I do learn quite a bit uh, about uh, about horror films by uh, through through Instagram, mm-hmm. I mean, just today they're you know MGM is is teasing out a whole new uh, trailer for the upcoming um, uh, it's like a four part series on the Amityville horror. Okay. Uh, yes, I j- just learned about that today, really and yeah. so so I mean it it serves that kind of purpose, which is really interesting because mm-hmm. otherwise you know it would take me you know potentially months and months to pick up a copy of uh, Starlog or uh, right. Fangoria and and flip through it to figure out that there's a new Amityville horror. Right. Well, here, okay, now, um, my addiction. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know, I mean, do you consider YouTube a, a social media 100%. thing? 100%. Yeah, that's my... 100%, yeah. yeah. That is, that, that, that's the kind of a thing, you know, when, when, you know, there are some people who go to bed and they're constantly checking their tweets or their... Yeah. Uh, I'm, the, I'm the guy who's got YouTube on and I just find find something else 
and and I just get sucked in, and there's another, and that that comes in half hour, one hour segments where I just get yeah get oh, brought into YouTube is the a massive rabbit hole. But to remind folks, hey, we're also doing we're YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Check so us out, Spooky Time Spooky with time. Once a week. the Scariest Things Podcast. So far, <laughs> so we're we're talking out both sides of our mouth, or yeah, yeah, uh, or uh, somewhere else. Yeah. Hey, yeah. it's a necessary <laughs> evil, I think, out. right now. Yeah, it, it is. It totally you want is. To connect with people and like get people excited yep. about what you're doing. Yep. I still have a friend. Oh. Who doesn't have a cell phone? Oh, I love wow. it. I love yeah. it. And I and how like, do they get in touch with you? Like they. Knock it's on like the I have to. <laughs> yeah, that sometimes that's the case. I'll get. He he lives in my neighborhood. He's a buddy of mine, and we he, he comes over to watch TV because he doesn't have. He doesn't bother with having it. He is really Sweet low Lord. tech. I love it. Um, I love technology, yeah. and I'm so lazy. I don't I know YouTube, how YouTube. He... I want to look at Instagram. I want to watch TV. There are times time. when you go into restaurants now, and you have to use your you scan scan the menu. Right. Yeah. It's like it's like. What does he do? I don't know. Maybe go somewhere else. So, um, <laughs> anyhow, the, I, you know, the, there are some there are some people uh, who are middle aged and older who have not adopted this, who may not get some of the movies that really play to the social media horror. Um, it is for you know the the millennials and Gen Z folks really know this this hits a chord. I well I was just going to say yeah, a lot of these don't particularly re- resonate with me cuz I'm not a millennial or right. Gen Z and I think that's largely all of these films are very self-referential about the fact that they are millennials and Gen Z. Mm-hmm. I mean they okay. make a very clear point of that. Yes. Yeah. And it's and it can be annoying. Right. Right right right. So. Right. Who who wants to get this bitch session going? <laughs> uh, I will I will start with a film from 2011. If as I mentioned, they're all found footage films, largely because they haven't figured out a way quite yet to get out of the found footage uh, uh, sort of status. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a found footage psychological f- horror film called Megan Is Missing, hmm. uh, which oh, is which, I heard about this. it's it's pretty it's pretty brutal. Uh, this is uh, written, directed, edited, and co-produced by a guy named Michael Goy, um, and it uh, revolves around uh, the days leading up to the disappearance of a young woman, Megan Stewart, who is a popular high school student in North Hollywood, who decides to meet up with a skater boy she was in- interacting never, with online. Never go out with I know. skater boys. Never go out They're with skater bad boys. news. Bad news. Uh, and her... Um, so she disappears, and then her her friend, who's sort of uh, the goody two shoes of the duo, she begins to investigate her best friend's disappearance. And uh, Amy is the character who is doing the investigating. Um, this was based on a series of real life cases of child abduction, and apparently, Mark uh, Claus, uh, founder of the Claus Kids Foundation, Polyclaus, uh, Poly yeah, notably endorsed the film. Um, and it largely, so the social media component of this revolves around, uh, it revolves around uh, sort of chat rooms, right? So this mm-hmm. was done in 2011, as I said, really before yep. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, really came on strong. It was like right at the infancy of those things. And so mm-hmm. people still were actively using chat rooms, mm-hmm. uh, not the Plato uh, system from the 1960s. <laughs> very, very different <laughs> chat rooms. Uh, but the film is 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 largely kind of a slow burn. Uh, and it is pretty linear in that it's it's a guy posing as a skater boy who is 
actively yeah. pursuing young women. It's the last probably 15 minutes or so that the film goes from like pretty tepid to incredibly, incredibly brutal and wow. shocking, shockingly wow. brutal involving, you know, fetish dungeons and torture and everything else that you should not mm. see on the internet or anywhere <laughs> it else. It is the dark, dark web. So it is the deepest is of the like dark a, web. Um, mm-hmm. I want to ask a question because yeah. I haven't seen this, but I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. And is this almost like I were trying to scare you straight off the internet? Because it's kind of <laughs> making me think of, do you remember? So Gen X people will remember. Yeah. I remember in like sixth and seventh grade reading that book, Go Ask Alice. Where yeah. it was like, she took the drugs. She took like, LSD. It, was like, it wasn't real. And they're like, this is written by a psychiatrist about right. her patient. It wasn't right, right, real, right. but we were like, oh my God. Clutch those pearls. Taking drugs. But like. Oh my God. So I was like, when I heard about this movie, I was like, oh, it's like the go ask Alice. Totally. Totally. I think that's this a generation, I, th- I guess. I think that's a perfect, I think that's a perfect analogy. Yeah, it is. I just it is, recently heard of this. It is sort of an internet scare film, um, sort of a scare, yeah. internet scare, internet scare film scared straight from the internet. Yeah, it's, it's sort of all of those things. Mm-hmm. But I will say it's super brutal. Uh, there is a rape in it. So if that is something, Trigger warning. if that is yeah. something that bothers you, I would stay the hell away from this film. Um, but otherwise, it does present, even though the technology is incredibly dated, uh, it does present a pretty interesting and compelling... 2010? Uh, 2011. Yeah, it's amazing that 12 years later is incredibly yeah, yeah, yeah. dated. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. like in dog years yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and I did, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I'm not going to talk about this film. I mentioned Strangeland, the D. Snyder film from the late 90s. And yeah, like the the, the opening sequence is a modem dialing up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and so so you you, like aol disc yeah most people wouldn't even know know what that is and and, i mean much like uh uh, megan is missing a lot of people would look at the the style the design the layout of the chat room and go i don't even know what this thing is so technology is advancing very very quickly so what do you have uh eric yep uh, I'm I'm going with a fun one. Okay, it's not great, but it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, Tragedy Girls from t- 2017. Collision. Ooh. Collision. Okay. I thought it was great. I really really enjoyed I, this. I one. had fun with it. I think that um, I think my problem is the protagonist. Okay, because as Mike says, yeah. protagonists <laughs> are despicable. They're oh, adorable. They are. Oh, they're so cute and despicable. They are, so they are really cute and the and um. Charismatic actresses, uh-huh. uh, Brianna Hildebrand and Alexander, uh, who plays Sadie and Alexandra Ship, plays Michaela, and Jack Quaid for some reason is cast as a high school kid and he looks like he's thirty. Yeah. Um, they, he's got the guy from the Hunger Games as yeah, the like yeah, uh, motorcycle yeah, boyfriend. Yeah, Mike, uh, and Craig Hutcher, T. Robinson. Son, yeah, Craig T. Robinson was great in his in yeah. his, in yeah. his bit. Yeah. Big Al. So yeah, it was and and uh yeah, so what this is is there's two high school girls who are desperate to be social influencers and they track and capture a serial murderer and they want to take over his killing spree and blame it on him and become and they need 100 famous. like 100,000 likes by prom. Right. That was their goal. <laughs> <laughs> they you know, so again, they're cute, they're fearless, they're horribly narcissistic. Yeah. They're obsessed and they're 
Yeah, they're they're obsessed both with the violence and the fame. Wait, they catch the they they yeah. they, they, they catch they, the they murder. Fi- they figure out mm-hmm. a local serial killer's pl- plots, uh-huh. and they piggyback onto it. They they set up some guy to be to be the victim, and then when they and they taser him. And capture him, the, the, the serial killer. And, and they want. They're going to do the crimes, blame it on him, but then they're going to solve the crimes through their tragedy girl yeah. blog and get all the likes. Yeah. Oh and, wow. And, okay. Yeah. And okay. So, and so the the but it gets frustrating for them because you have one of the most inept police departments in the country. Yeah. Who keep on going? Well, looks like an accident. It's like, how is that they go off on uh, trying to get people to believe that? There's been there's a murder spree in the town, and there is, but they're actually the murderers. Um, but nobody believes it, and they go, "Well, it was a motorcycle accident," or they, there's some some excuse, and so nobody's actually believing that uh, they're they're not getting their hype. All right. And so then they have to up their game, and and it just gets really sloppy, bloody, and they're just, and they have they have like. They're also hyper competitive at school because they're on the prom committee, right, and right, right, yeah. right. This kind of stuff, and they're not quite like they're not the classic popular kids. They're like if the gothy kids kind of got popular. Okay, okay. Um, this, I think it, Liz, I I got the feeling that this was kind of a smaller budget, somewhat indie film. Yeah, I would yeah. say. And it and it, uh, but I think it competes in the same environment with things like Freaky. Okay. Which was the Vince, I had yeah. Vince Vaughn. great time with this movie. Yep. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. And the whole time I was watching it, mm-hmm. I was like, "This is prime for a double feature with like Serial Mom." Yeah, it has that campy, silly, funny. Oh, the the John colored. Waters movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with, like, with they Kathleen would go Turner well right. together, and like just being aware. <laughs> yeah. So like the girls are totally aware of yeah. like oh they're yeah they, social no, media and how to get the followers and like the newscasters. They're like, smarter than anybody else. This in, is yeah. 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 Real um, journalism, uh, yeah. you know, like come back and she's like the local news reporter who yeah. thinks everything's like a traffic accident. Yeah, it, I, th- yeah. I had a lot of or fun. What with was this. what was the chant that they came up with? Was remember Al? Oh yeah, remember Al. Remember Al. Because <laughs> Al, they they kill Al. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and it's super bloody. Yeah, it's oh, it's so great. It's Craig T. Robinson gets it horribly. Right, right, right. But it, In you know, the gym. He, but he gets. Yeah. But he puts up a good fight. And but it's like yes, the two, two 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 girl. He doesn't see it coming. But it's like a fight in the gym. It was great. That was a great fight. Well, um, and the, the director went on to do charming, some charming VHS ninety nine stuff. Yes, yeah. So uh, Tyler McIntyre, yeah. is the director. And, yeah, and I suspect he's if he sticks with it, he he's got a very good uh, comedy horror uh, chops. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm expecting big things from both both Brianna Hildebrand and Alexander Ship. All right. Well, right. Alexander Ship played Aaliyah. Uh, in the Lifetime movie, and then she was in Straight Outta Compton. Yeah, and oh, okay. Hildebrand's yeah. been in Deadpool. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so but they're still big, big they're things still are already happening. Still. Yeah, big things are happening. I think that happening. a lot of the enjoyment I had in this movie was because of their performances. They, they are were they, so fun. The, the, they're sort of this wide-eyed, smirky, and they yeah. The, they there's there's a real confidence both in the performance and in the characters that's really yeah. quite enjoyable. All right, Liz, what do you got next? Okay, I am going to the dangers of dating apps. Um, Ooh. Yes. Okay. And I have never used one. Sometimes I'm like, man, I wish I could have done that, but most of the time much. I don't uh, mind. So what I'm going to do is a Netflix series called Somebody. It is a Korean series. Um, 
And it is about Kim San, who's an app developer who creates a dating app known as Somebody. So you can find somebody. So originally intended to help people find their perfect match, things soon go awry when a mysterious serial killer starts using the apps to hunt and kill his victims. Now, our main character is uh, has Asperger's syndrome. She is very socially awkward and uses the app herself to, you know, find friendship and ends up, of course, talking with the killer and a little bit of the uh, kind of uh, like what you don't know about is the show is does she know that this is the killer as the things are coming out that he's using the app and she keeps it secret because she still is like getting along with him or does she not know so it is uh, a netflix original it's not a korean original series they commissioned it and i have read on the internet that the reason you can tell that is because of the amount of sex in this show Ah. so i had wanted to get into some of the k dramas and things because there are tons and tons and tons (laughs) so this one sounded interesting and i started out and i was like "Ooh, if they're all like this I'm in, but they are not <laughs> yeah. all like this. This one is yeah. darker, sexier than yeah. most of them. It's it's really really good. It's and a, well, remarkable actually how the Koreans can do something like I saw the devil. Yeah. And and something hyper violent like that, but yeah. they're 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 shy on the sex thing. Sex. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Um, at least on their series, like their yeah. K dramas. Um, and I just thought this was a. I mean, I'm sure this actually happens. I mean, I know there's datelines and stuff of like they met on a dating app and right, just right, like right. Megan yep, is yep. missing. They've lit in a chat room. So what I really liked is that you don't really know if she already knows this is the killer and just still talks to him because of her social awkwardness and she's really feeling a connection with this guy or if she just has no clue. So really good series it's just 10 episodes uh i quite enjoyed it and would try you know some more of them so anybody who is looking for something different trying to get into some of the k dramas i would go here it's much more of a thriller mm-hmm. but it does have some pretty gnarly violence so i'm putting yeah. it it's a it's a gateway to i saw the devil I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a big <laughs> gateway so when you stand on this side of the bridge you're like oh i'll take that first step and then if you leap across as a long you'll be bridge. Watching, i saw the devil it's a very long it's like our causeway it's 26 miles long right. this is on one side i saw the devil's on the other side <laughs> all right uh next film i am talking about is unfriended from 2014 uh-huh. i hadn't seen it because i have not seen any of the social media horror movies i've stayed away from all of them purposely Mm uh and i actually kind of like this one in the same boat this is this is directed by levin gabradzi uh and this whole this was they they said this was allegedly the first film to be shot entirely on a computer screen uh the film is told almost entirely through a screencast of a macbook uh, the first scene you see in the film is a young woman killing herself in a uh, at a school at a high school, and then a year later, her six best friends, five best friends, are left to pick up the pieces. Is it six or five? I can't even remember now. It's five or six. It's a bunch. It's a bunch of kids. Yeah. Bunch of kids are left to a pick lot of boxes on that monitor. That's right. <laughs> they are left to pick up the pieces and try to figure out what has happened to her. Uh, and it turns out that this was a massive game of bullying that all of the friends in some way, shape, or form uh, participated in and ultimately led to uh, Laura's death. Now, the thing that's interesting about it is that somehow this the, the, 
the the undead or dead Laura, uh, the spirit of the undead Revenge. or dead Laura, has managed to infiltrate the computer and is a computer whiz. And every where the kids turn, Laura is ten steps ahead of them, and the kids are forced to participate in essentially a very sadistic version of Never Have I Ever. Right. Uh, and they all ultimately end up killing themselves. Hooray, which is good because... All, <laughs> despicable they're people. Horrible. They're all horrible characters who do get their comeuppance. Um, the use of social media in this case is rather chaotic. Um, I'm sure this is, you know, I'm sure this is standard form for most kids of this age, but, you know, they're they're constantly flip toggling back and forth between YouTube and Skype and Facebook and messaging apps and it's just this uh, like chaotic mishmash at, at times it was like it was hard to follow what was happening because there was yeah. like they were toggling between so many different <laughs> yeah so many different sources the good news of course in as i as i already mentioned is that uh they do get their uh, comeuppance it is um largely entirely nonsensical you do have to turn your brain off because the mm -hmm. story does not make a goddamn bit of sense uh, but it is pretty fun. It's enjoyable. Yeah, I, <laughs> really I, I would agree I with you. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I think I would also say that uh, within that same neighborhood, host is a much more coherent story. It is. It is. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the thing I I really liked about it after reading uh, reading a little bit about the and I would encourage folks to go look at all the different devices because this is only. Well, I guess eight years ago, but this all the different devices they deployed for the marketing of it was really, really fascinating. Where they they had, you know, they had um, they uh, they they originally screened it at Playlist Live, which is apparently a, a popular convention for uh, internet celebrities. Mm -hmm. uh, they used Vine, they used YouTube. Vine doesn't exist anymore. They launched the whole thing with kick messenger they even had at south by southwest they had a never never have i ever uh section uh like a, a unfriended booth setup where you could play never have i ever cards that they handed out at uh, south by southwest they set up uh facebook and skype accounts with all of the characters in the film so you could follow okay. their exploits i mean they really really thought about some pretty Unique and inventive ways to to market the film. It, it worked. I mean, they got yeah. it, it did it did pretty well enough that it got uh, it got sequelized. They, yeah, open Overlook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. Unfriended yeah. is not terribly bad. Not terribly Which bad. Which is high praise yeah. for some of the social media. Stuff. <laughs> right, right. Mm -hmm. All right, Eric. What do you got next? Uh, so I have. So the, the you know like I think the challenge with a lot of these uh, social media ones is a lot of them get produced by. Where where Blumhouse kind of goes bad, they tend it tends to be like cheap knockoffs on a popular yeah. trend. Right. Put pretty people into uh, yep. preposterous situations, and it's you know it's kind of formula. Uh, I I found a uh, sort of a art house ish um, indie um, social media horror thing called Like Me from 2017. This one was this one was playing in 2018 uh, Overlook. Um, okay. I didn't catch it there, so I ended up. Is it you know, hashtag like me? Or no, just, it's just it's just it's like, like me. me. No um, hashtag. Uh, directed by Rob Mockler, starring Addison Timlin, who, who's our main main uh, the protagonist Kia, Larry Fessenden. All right. Uh, 
Jeremy Gardner, who I who uh, I don't know if you're familiar with, oh, but he's yeah. part he's a part of the Larry Fessenden school of stuff. Okay, uh, he's been in things like After Midnight Bliss and Sadistic Intentions. He's the he's the guy with the crazy eyes and the crazy beard. Okay, um, and uh, Ian <laughs> Nelson, is, not not Larry Fessenden. Yeah, well, <laughs> the other guy. With the crazy <laughs> Larry, Larry Fessenden's the chubby balder version of that. that where uh, Jeremy Gardner, if you look up, if you go into IMDb, yeah, look yeah, up Jeremy yeah. Gardner, you go, oh that guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. We ran into Larry Fessenden on the bridge. And South by Southwest. Yeah, right. I'm, hoping, I'm, I'm hoping to see Larry at Overlook because we might actually, yep. you know, because he'd be a great, great interview. Oh my gosh, he's fun. Yep. yeah. Um, this is a beautifully shot indie film. It is, it is a sumptuous looking film. It's vibrant. It's dreamy. Um, uh, the plot kind of is like a huh kind of a plot. Uh huh. Um, uh huh. And it's and it's a bit of a slow burner. Um, but what the the premise is? Addison Timlin plays. Um, Kia, who's a narcissistic, confirmation-seeking influencer who films pro- provocative encounters with strangers to get a big response. She wants to get, yeah, she, yeah. she wants to become an influencer, and she figures that the way to do this is to do things like uh, try and scare the shit out of people. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the it, she's taken on, adopted the go big and outrageous to get uh, to get likes and views. So it's in a way, it's kind of like. Uh, Tragedy Girls, um, but it's it takes a more serious look at it. She's she humiliates Jeremy Gardner, who plays a um, a gas station attendant, by doing a fake stick up, and and he pees himself at a certain <laughs> point, and 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 it goes on the internet, and of course you get all it brings out all the trolls. Sure, and uh, they go, oh look, he pissed himself. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. so it's, it's a, like, bu- a bullying thing. Bull- it, there's a there's a bullying thing, except for you know, I mean the. The thing is, Jeremy Gardner is a pretty big guy, and she's yeah. a little tiny thing. But she she had a gun, yeah. and, and and got him to do some really horrible things. And then, but she found out fake gun, yeah, and and then she booked it. Yeah, but she captured it all on film, posted it on on the internet, and she yeah. got a lot of likes. So she's craving this, but then she gets called out for being a poser because she's not using a real gun, right? So then she goes out and she seduces. She goes to a hotel. And seduces the desk clerk at the hotel, who is Larry Fessenden, ties him to a bed and forces him to eat a bunch of shit. And he starts puking. She puts the, and she's and she says, "Hey, Oof. you want to fuck me?" Yeah. And he kind of is like, "Okay." And he goes out there and she humiliates him. Right. Puts it on film, and then kidnaps him. And and the, and then it becomes a road trip with him and her as a, you know, this this couple. He's kind of you know he he's not a good good dude either, and there's this weird relationship between the two of them, and that's the bulk of the movie where they're sort of bantering okay. back and forth, and then she she had stopped periodically to point the gun at him and torture him some more, right? Um, and then she's continually posting this online, yeah, online, yeah, and, yeah. and to the point where she's trying to get, and then the people are going, kill him, kill him, yeah, kill yeah. him, and and uh, and that's she. It's like, can they? The, her fan base push her to kill uh, Marshall. Yeah, Larry Fessenden character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's so that's that's the bulk. And it's, so it's fascinating. It's a it's, so it's a psychological tale. Okay, and you can sort of see that she's not wholly evil. She's just kind of, but you know, a, she's a despicable character. The internet has driven her crazy. Yeah, social like, media has the, driven the, her crazy. She wants she wants the likes. That's but, the new defense. But she also yeah. will do some things like she's she's curious. She's a curious cat, and she. She goes out and she finds a homeless guy and says, "Hey, if I buy you, buy you some waffles, and would you tell me some stories? Yeah, tell me about your life." 
And then, uh, so nonviolent kind of a thing. And so you realize that she's, she's just curious. She's poking around all kinds of stuff, trying to get uh, interesting life experiences. And she wants to be popular. She's a sympathetic yeah. influencer. Yeah. Until, <laughs> except for there are times where you just want to go, come on, Larry. Yeah. It's like, get, get back. And, but, you know, it's constantly feeding him horse tranquilizers and stuff. So there's some hallucinogenic moments where there's like. Does she get her comeuppance? It's, a, we, there's a, her can, trolls can, get a can, comeuppance. Can you say it without spoiling it? Uh, it's got a weird, it's got a kind of an odd ending. Okay. It's a satisfying ending. Actually, she does get some comeuppance. Okay. She does. Okay. But it's ambiguous. She what, got, do you, what do you give this one? Three and a half. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know where I, I I think I gave I would give Tragedy Girls three and a half. Okay. Um, okay. I think tragedy Girls are four. Yeah. I All right. All right. I might go four on Tragedy Girls. I mean, because it's one that I'll remember. Yeah. Um. But you know. Both of these movies have problematic protagonists. Sure, they all all they the, all, no, do. all these movies like, have problematic protagonists, and and you just at the same because you just can't stand the fact that why they're doing this. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's the narcissism, it's the desire for for the confirmation and love of yep. an audience. All right, like me, twenty seventeen, Liz. Yeah. What do you got? Smash that like button. Okay, <laughs> I'm I'm going TV again. All right. On Netflix again. And this is brand new series. Just came out at the end of 2022. And it is called Red Rose. And okay. it is a British horror drama uh, based on an app in smartphones. So it's an app. Uh, uh, it opens with um, a girl committing suicide in this like fancy house and you like focus on her phone and you see this app go away that has a picture of a red rose. And then the next day, um, a, a, a girl named Rochelle who they call Rosh gets a link that says like, Hey, I think you might like this app. And she opens it and she's kind of got a hard life. And the app kind of shows her a filtered picture of her face and says like, how about the new you? So she's into the app, but the app ends up starting to ask her to do different things to get the payoff. Um, you know, Hmm. first it's kind of stupid. Then it's like, go kiss your friend's boyfriend in the middle of the party. So she's going to lose her friends and all this. And ultimately it seems like the app is trying to drive everybody to suicide. So we have a whole big group of friends who are all in various stages of turn off your phone, do this. We have to find where the app came from. You know, so chaos. Now is it, is teenage it clear, chaos ensues. So is there is there somebody on the other end of the app that is doing this, or is this like the evil it's, evil artificial it's not, intelligence? It's not super. No, no, it's okay. not supernatural, and it's not evil artificial intelligence. Okay. It's a person who you will find out through the eight episodes who it is. Okay. Um, I'm gonna give this one a, a nice four stars. Oh, Ooh, I liked wow. the um, groups of kids. Um. They kind of, their relationship, first of all, you can't hold on to any darlings because they are going to get killed off. So I like that <laughs> there's stakes and you think like, oh, this is the main character, just like a hereditary, you know, oh, Charlie's the main character. Nope. Head's coming off. You think one of them's a the main character. Nope. Third episode, they're getting killed. Um, I like the way they all work <laughs> together. They have all their different breakfast club personalities. Everybody plays their role really well. Um, it could have been probably six episodes instead of eight. Mm-hmm. And they have a bunch of like parties when they're like getting their grades and graduating. And I was like, boy, this is like really weird for it to be set right now. I never and focusing did on parties apps. when I got my grades. Well, they're all dancing to like CNC Music Factory and like really weird music from the 90s. And I thought it was really funny because um, the guy uh, for The Guardian, um, his name is Stuart Jeffries. And he called the show 
entertainingly disturbing, but criticized the anachronistic soundtracks of the songs <laughs> from the 90s, quipping, if this is Everybody what the kids are getting down now. to this summer, they have bigger problems than bad grades. Yes, 100%, everybody dance now, and gonna make you sweat, are played at their uh, parties. So uh, I was like, that's uh, a little uh, weird. Uh, yeah. uh, okay. Marky uh, Mark, Mark, Mark and the Funky fun. Bunch is doesn't hold up well. The performances are great, and, uh, you know, it's another app on your phone that it's not a haunted phone though, which All is, right. I okay. appreciated. Right. That. Yeah, I mean, because that's that's a that's a cheap trick to do it, yes, to do the, the haunted phone. What was the, the was, was it countdown? Was that the one that was that that was? Uh... Well, I mean, unfriended is kind of like everything is haunted. Yeah, but that was like first. All, all the social media is haunted. Yeah. That was first, though. You can't right, keep yep. doing haunted phone right. 12 years after it right. ended. Yep. <laughs> so that's Red Rose, and it's all streaming on Netflix. Mike. Liz, I feel like you're turning your back on Tubi with all these Netflix shows. Uh, I know. <laughs> I'll be back, Tubi. All right. Uh, the last film I'm going to talk about is from 2018. Uh, this is an American supernatural horror film called followed mm-hmm. uh this is the film for last year you know we talked a lot i know robert really liked the movie deadstream i did not care for deadstream i thought it could have gone so much better this is the film i actually wanted deadstream to be okay uh okay. and it's 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 not great but it's a lot better than deadstream was because it doesn't try to do a bunch of slap sticky silly stuff it actually follows a video blogger who is going around two haunted houses and he is desperate, much like all these characters we've discussed earlier, to get likes and comments and followers because he is on the heels of getting a sponsorship deal that will get him, guarantee him $250,000. So he and his group of friends decide to go to the famous Lennox Hotel, which is based on the... Uh, Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles, uh, which of course is famous for many instances of death Mm -hmm. and violence, uh, including uh, murders by serial killers like... Richard Ramirez. Yeah, I did. I did actually the 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 serial killer. Tour of Los Angeles with Sharon. So you know the Cecil so, Hotel. So yeah, the Cecil Hotel. We yes. went by the Cecil Hotel. Yeah, absolutely. So, so um, they decide to spend several nights in the Cecil Hotel over uh, over Halloween, and of course everything goes completely haywire uh, as it should, uh, because uh, the ho- the hotel is indeed haunted. The vlogger um, starts out as being very cavalier and very dismissive about. Uh, uh, ghosts, spirits, uh, the presence of uh, uh, serial killers, et cetera, et cetera. And everyone else on his team, his editor and the sound person and the the director of photography are all very sensitive to the fact that uh, haunt, uh, spirits and, and, uh, and other things of that ilk could indeed be real. And so it's interesting because they all sort of are trying to convince this vlogger that, uh, and the, the vlogger goes by the the, the name uh, Drop the Mike, and of course his name is Mike. Uh, he <laughs> I like that. He, he has to go through kind of a character arc where he has to realize that he is indeed being uh, uh, cavalier and dismissive, and there is of course a major major twist in the film at the very end of the film. Uh, and it's a, it's an interesting it's kind of an interesting one. It's a little cliched. I think they probably could have tightened that piece of it up 
but it was done really on the cheap. Um, it's it, it's a solid film. There's a couple really great scares. I think in the hands of somebody with a little bit more money and a little bit more uh, writing expertise, I think it could have really tightened up. Mm-hmm. But it was fun. It was a, it was a fun it was a fun little movie. I do mm-hmm. recommend. Out of all of these, probably followed is the best of the three I'm talking about tonight. Right. So, Eric, what do you got next? What is the last okay. of the social media films? Get us out of here, please. I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to be able to deliver a real strong, full-throated oh, uh, here it is. Uh, approval. Okay. Uh, but I had to get out of direct horror. Oh. Um, so this is Searching from 2018. Mm. Um, starring, uh, this is directed by Anish uh, Chiganti, starring John Cho. And holy smokes, what a performance from him. Oh, um, Deborah Messing also plays uh, a role as uh, a, a cop. Uh, this is a thriller, definitely adjacent, but not a direct horror. Okay, but it builds okay. and builds and builds. Um, uh, John Cho plays David Kim, a recent widower whose wife died of um, leukemia uh-huh. uh, or lymphoma, and and his teenage daughter. Uh, is he and his? He's got a he's got a daughter who was very close to the mom, and so he they're they're soldiering on, and she she just started high school, and she disappears after one night. She early on in the film, she she says, "Dad, I'm I'm at a study party. I'm going to be up out late. Don't wait up." And he goes, "Well, okay, just don't forget to take the trash out in the morning." And then he the, he he falls asleep. He gets a couple of frantic messages on his phone. And then doesn't, and then no more messages. He, he tries to figure out. It's like he calls her and he goes, "Hey, I'm sorry." It's like, well, first thing he goes, "Well, what, you know, why didn't you come home last night? Where are you? Why didn't you take the trash out?" And then no responses. And then he calls the school. She wasn't at school. She mm. called. He starts and and he begins to find out she doesn't have any friends anymore. And she's been she's been unfriended. Well, the thing was, but but it, it's like she never. But the, that was a like, social media yeah, joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it 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 brings out, you know, it 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 seems innocuous at the beginning, and then he 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 with the help of the of the detective who is uh, Deborah Messing's character, Detective Vic, they they manage to crack the lap her laptop, and it's a vault filled with lots of clues and lots of red herrings. Um, and so it brings out Instagram, Venmo, Facebook, Tumblr, UCast, a bunch of uh, all these platforms, and 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 it becomes overwhelming about you know what what's a, what's a clue and what's not a clue, mm-hmm. and it's and and then he starts finding out like he starts going into her social media and she's like Twitter she doesn't have any, mm-hmm. Facebook she doesn't have any friends on Facebook. Okay, but then she. Had but nothing to, supernatural is happening. Nothing supernatural, okay. but it's but there's it's a it, this is really a murder it's a murder mystery. Okay, right. Okay, um, and so it's it is it's a thriller. Sure. Um, the it it, it keeps Lower, the mystery keeps going. H. It keeps the mystery keeps going in loops, uh-huh. and the ugly side of the internet keeps showing up because uh-huh. there are some times where he's just beginning to lose it, and then there there are some moments where the trolls come out. And it just becomes all the things that make you uncomfortable about the internet start showing up in this thing. And there are some twists, and they are when the twists come up, it's really creepy. It's like icky, kind of like oh, yeah. 
uh, uh, totally unexpected. I, sure. You, you think you're, you're following the plot, but the thing is it does a really good job of putting the audience into David's because he starts doing some things on the internet. It's like, oh, 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 go back and check that, and then yeah. he'll go back and he'll he'll see like a little like little clues, and you and it's one of those you know like you want to be sort of in a mystery. You want you don't want to be fed everything. You don't want to be able to spot it. Yeah, but you also don't want to be so far behind that you're lost. And this does right. a great job of uh, puzzling it all together. Interesting. It's one of the okay. best mysteries I've seen in a very very long time. Wow. Um, okay. I'd give it four and a half stars. There, I Woo. think there there are a couple of convenient twists. Mm-hmm. That that reveals some things, but but there are some moments where you think that's it, aha, that's it. Oh no, and and it and and you start getting into don't do this, don't do this. It's a, it is it's it's it, I, I you know it's social media brings out uses all the social media for both good research yeah and bad yeah which is how she got into this problem was because of social media. Right, right, right. And it's like, mm-hmm. can they, can they, you know, is, you know it's like, so it's a classic mystery of missing, missing person. He refuses to believe she's dead. It goes back and forth a lot of times is whether you believe she's dead or not. Okay. Okay. Um, Ending I'd, on a high note. Yep. I uh, like it. I'd I like it, it. I'm giving it four and a half. Four and a half. There it is. All right, Liz. I had uh, Tragedy Girls, so we collided. Oh. I do not have a backup social media horror unless you want to go read my Dashcam review and yeah. check out that one. Dashcam by Rob Savage, not the other one. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, go, I, go see Dashcam. Go see Host. I, I'm uh, going to throw two oh, other yeah, short sure. th- one-sentence things. Go see Framed by yeah. Mark, Mark Martinez Jordan. Sure. Oh, 100%. That yeah. is, if you want to see. Is now, that, that available is, now? Yes, it is. I still haven't seen it based on all the stuff you guys have described super about it. Super gnarly. Yes. It's that's super, that super gory. That part, yes. That is, I haven't seen it, is, it based on that. It makes, that is oh, a, good. yeah, you, not for the faint of heart. This is a, this is, that's a push the boundaries yeah. one. But a friend of the, friend of the podcast, Mark Martinez Jordan, one of the, one of our favorite contacts, and he he does great short films. I'm yeah. hoping that he gets another chance to do a big horror movie because yeah, that Eric was gave that awesome. a four out of five. It Woo! was great. Uh, it was also hard to watch, but I loved it and respected it. Um, it was great. Superhost, which was the Popcorn Frights Grand Prize winner. I didn't care for this one. You didn't like Superhost? Did not like Superhost. Oh, I, 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 I could I couldn't I couldn't get behind the characters. I didn't like the acting. Oh no, I loved yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. But. Uh, yeah, so those would those would be ones that I would toss out. There. All right, I'm going to toss out a tagline from 2018's "Followed, Like, Comment, Die." <laughs> <laughs>